when a software company or a computer company or a or a big enterprise tech company is advertising on a website, right? They put up their big banner ads that say, buy this IBM cold fusion, you know, reactor database, blah, blah, blah. What's the purpose of that? I mean, this may sound like a silly question to ask, but follow along with me here. What is the purpose of that? Now, many of you will say, well, if a software or services or, or computer company is, is advertising, it's because they want to get new customers, right? They want to get new clients. They want people to buy their product, right? That's interesting because it's not really the case. Now, I've worked in in tech marketing for years now. I've worked in tech marketing for for big Linux companies and and hardware companies. I've been in the trenches in marketing, and I've been up at the, the highest executive level in marketing. And let me tell you right now, there is a very dirty little secret when it comes to marketing. And this doesn't just apply to the tech world, but I'm going to talk about it from the tech world point of view because that's where I worked. But that dirty secret is this, the purpose, the primary purpose, and there's secondary goals, but the primary purpose of big tech companies advertising on tech journalist websites, tech news sites, tech publications, and that could be YouTubers, podcasters, news sites, articles, et cetera. The primary driving force for doing that advertising is to buy the journalists covering them. That is the number one goal, to make sure that when really bad stories hit, that those journalists, those outlets, will either A, not cover the bad story, or B, they will cover it in such a way that makes the big tech company look good. And and I'm going to be very clear about this a little bit. Because I've done this. I've worked in the big tech companies, specifically working to buy off the journalists. Me. I did this. And and every other person who has any level of success in the marketing world specifically thinks about this every single day. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples here. Right now, there are many big tech stories happening, and and I'm not going to go into the details about all of them, but there are some big tech stories happening that are salacious. They are crazy. They're off the charts. They're the kind of things that would generate clicks, that would generate good viral headlines. And yet, and yet, despite these crazy, salacious, meaty, juicy, steamy stories happening, stuff that's just off the charts and makes just the worst headlines for the companies. And these these companies, these stories are happening about are things like IBM and Red Hat and Microsoft and Amazon, crazy stuff. And yet you go to Wired or ZDNet or The Register or any of the big tech news sites, really any tech news site that takes marketing dollars and not one of them is are covering any of those stories. Not one of them. Not one. So this isn't just a matter of editorial decisions of, oh, what, what stories are interesting? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They are specifically not touching 
these stories that would be the most damaging to the people that put the food on the table for these companies. Almost all of these companies take money directly from IBM, Red Hat, Microsoft, Amazon, and the others, either through direct, specifically set up paid sponsorship programs, or through things like um, advertising networks, like Google AdSense, where the ads, that money flows in that way. One way or the other, these companies, these advertise, these companies specifically buy influence over all of these journalists. Now, now that's just, now a lot of you out there, a lot of you out there, including some journalists are getting your feathers ruffled right now because you're saying, well, that doesn't prove anything. But you know what does prove things? When you talk to people in marketing, because when you talk to people in marketing, this is what we do. This is the goal. I mean, this is the, the end all be all goal. And, and it's not just done through paying for advertising on the tech news sites or the tech publications or the tech podcasts or the or the tech YouTube channels though that that is a it is the primary way of doing it it's also done by other mechanisms that other people don't see or hear about very often i'll give you an example a concrete example i used to work for a big linux firm one of the one of the few giant linux firms right when I worked for that firm, we regularly would go to other events and, and host our own big conferences and events. And when that was happening, we invited journalists in to join us. Now, what do we do in order to make sure that those journalists, those tech journalists, write about our company favorably? Not just do they cover what we're talking about but they write about it with, with glowing praise where we can tilt it. We can slant everything towards being favorable towards our company. Well, what we do is we pay for the journalists to fly in. We do that regularly. Now, I haven't done this for years because I haven't been in this business for years, but when I was, this is what we did. We flew the journalists in. We pay for their planes. We pay for their hotels. Um, we put them in the hotel with us. So they're at the nice hotel. We put them in a decent room. We make sure of that. And then we set up events for the journalists, private events, ones that we don't talk about publicly, but we wine and dine the pants off of them. Not just take them out to a nice steak and get them some wine though we do buy them nice steaks, the fanciest, expensivest steaks we can find, and the most fancy bottles of wine, copious amounts of wine that we can, we can muster. But we also make sure we take them out and have fun with them. We've taken, I took journalists out indoor skydiving. We literally took a whole bunch of journalists out there go-kart racing, just randomly. Now, the whole point of this is to make them become our friends. To when they sit down to write an article about us, they think in the back of their head, these companies, they're my friend. They take me go-kart racing. They take me indoor skydiving. They take me to all-you-can-eat buffets. They buy me the fanciest porterhouse steak and a big old bottle of the craziest wine. And we did this every single event 
over and over again. We'd have press rooms set up with uh, regularly coming in, you know, bagels and locks and cream cheese and, and food spreads and drinks and mini fridges and alcohol beverages and fancy sparkling waters and everything. And we put it all in there and we, and we make sure that they're happy. We have people dedicated to making sure that the journalists are happy 24-7 at these events, right? Because we want them to write good stuff about us. And then when they go back and they start writing, not only do they have all these wonderful feelings in their bodies about, oh my gosh, I, I love this company. They're my friends. They do such nice things for me. They basically bought me a vacation. That's like the third one they've done this year. But they pay the bills. When we're talking about the big companies, you look at the money they put around for advertising in uh, podcast sponsorship, YouTube channel sponsorship, and YouTube advertising, uh, Google AdSense sponsorship, and direct advertising placement inside you know, print publication and the likes. If you took that out, if you made that go away, the majority of the publications that are out there right now would disappear within days days because they're barely making it. I mean, when you look at, you know, all of the big tech news websites, they are barely holding on. They are not be they're not raking in billions of dollars here. They are barely making it and they they cannot afford even a handful of weeks without that advertising revenue. So when you are an editor and you are assigning tasks to your writers, and you are writing for ZDNet or The Register or, or Wired or Verge or whatever, you are not going to write about articles that are going to rock that potential boat. You might write a couple of halfway sort of critical articles about an unrelated topic to the tech company, but only if it's offset by fluff. And you can see this. If you look through uh, any of these websites and you say you want to look at Mozilla or IBM or Red Hat or any, any big tech, Microsoft, any of these big tech companies, you will find the critical articles are not that critical right? The critical articles will mention a couple of complaints and then fill in the gaps there with a little bit of happy sauce, right? So it's not that bad. It's an easy to digest little tiny bit of criticism about something that's not necessarily all that important. And then even though they didn't really do anything all that critical, they still have to offset it to make sure that those big companies are really happy. And so what you'll find is, is article after article on all of these sites are essentially rewritten press releases from the company. And sometimes they're rewritten just a little bit and it's really blatant. Sometimes they'll do a better job of it and they'll create a, a much more of a lavish, lengthy article that will have some potentially some interesting tidbits thrown in amongst the rewritten press releases. But it's always from the point of view of the company, ultimately. And you can see that every step of the way. So when these companies are putting those advertising dollars into all of these, all of these news outlets, the ones I've mentioned here and so many others, big and small, I'm, I mean it, the podcasters, YouTubers, and the like, the primary motivation is not 
to sell to new customers. It is not. That's a bonus if it happens. Hopefully, they. a lot of times what companies will do is they'll try and measure incoming leads and try and see how many convert into actual sales to try and justify future additional ad spend. However, the primary motivation is strictly to control the journalists, to control the YouTubers, to control the podcasters. And you see the results in that. Right now, I mean, the London Journal is the only outlet covering a lot of these stories, a lot of the stories about IBM and Red Hat and Microsoft and a bunch of others. And the reason for that is I don't take any marketing dollars. They can't control me. I specifically have a point, and I've been invited many, many times to go to many different events from many different companies since I started the Lunduke Journal. I say no. They, they want to fly me out and pay for me to fly out there to wherever their event is. I say no. If I want to go, if I feel it's important enough, I'll find a way to get out there. And I, I, I'm just not going to do that. Companies have offered to fund the Lunduke Journal, and it would make my life a million times easier. If, if I allowed companies to come in and fund the Lunduke Journal, I would make 10 times the amount of money I'm making right now. The Lunduke Journal right now holds on by a thread. Just like many of the other outlets out there. But the London Journal is also bigger than many of the other outlets seem to think we are. <laughs> that said, if I took the money from those companies, I would make a lot more money. A lot more money. But if I did that, and I became dependent on that income, which most of these outlets are fully dependent on that income, I would no longer be in a place where I could effectively and honestly report on those companies, right? If IBM wines and dines me and buys me steaks and bottles of wine and, and takes me go-kart driving and indoor skydiving and, and everything else, and then, and then puts a banner up on my site and pays me $10,000 a month for it, and I'm like, well, okay, and then, then I become dependent on that $10,000 a month, um, I'm going to seriously rethink writing a negative story about IBM. And shoot, if you look back in December, I wrote some stories about IBM that would make milk curdle, right? It was honest, it was truthful, it was well-researched, but it was not positive towards IBM. And I could not have written those. I could not have published those if that were the case. So when you look out there right now, when you look out at all of the tech journalists that are out there, and, and again, I'm talking about YouTubers, podcasters, and all of them. If they take any money at all from through marketing, through, through advertising networks, or through direct corporate sponsorships, any of it, you know without a doubt that they are compromised. It's not, and it doesn't matter how good the intentions are of that journalist. I used to take corporate sponsorships. I was compromised when I did that. And it wasn't that I was bad. It wasn't that my intentions were bad. I was just trying to keep the lights on and keep producing good shows. But I had several, I had, uh, you know, ISPs and, you know, VPN networks and, and domain registrars and, and hardware companies and software firms and everything. They were, they were advertising on my shows. That, that were going up on YouTube and elsewhere. And 
I did my very best to stay independent in that light. That said, it absolutely compromised my ability to cover not just the companies that funded me, but any company related to the companies that funded me. Example. Here's a here's an example. Um, Dell, right? Dell Computers. They make laptops and all sorts of things. Let's say, hypothetically, this show was sponsored by Dell. Okay. So now you would expect Lunduk's not going to cover Dell critically. Okay, no, I don't cover Dell very often, so that maybe wouldn't change that much. Now, what businesses do Dell do business with? Well, they do business with Canonical. Canonical makers of Ubuntu Linux. If I criticize Ubuntu Linux heavily and then promote Dell as my as my sponsored brand, as, as the company that keeps the lights on, you know what? I'm going to tell you flat out, the head of, of Canonical is going to send an email to someone over at Dell complaining about that. That's going to happen. That absolutely is going to happen. I, I've done work with companies before, and they've gotten calls from the head of the Linux Foundation because I was critical of the Linux Foundation. So the head of the Linux Foundation, Jim Zemlin, got a hold of the companies that I was doing work for or the companies that were advertising on my show and said, you need to stop him from doing this. That absolutely happened multiple times. And when you start to really drill down, who else does business with Dell? Well, Microsoft does business with Dell. I now am in a position where I really can't be honest about Microsoft either. You end up playing seven degrees of, of Kevin Bacon, but it's really like one or two degrees because most of these companies are intertwined in some way and do business with one another. And so the moment you're taking advertising dollars from almost any of them, you're done. You are absolutely done. And, and some, of, some of these news outlets, God bless them, some of these news outlets will make a point of, well, if you think that just because we allow an advertiser to give us money, that's going to impact our, our journalism, then you clearly don't know how what kind of great journalists we are. They're lying to themselves, most likely. They're simply not being honest with themselves. It, a great example is the register. The register writes some quality reporting from time to time. From time to time, they write some excellent journalism where they go deep into multiple topics, both historical, technical, current. It's quality. But you'll also notice that there are topics that may be huge, that directly impact the IT industry, which the register needs to be covering, that they won't touch because it will make their advertisers sad. And you don't have to throw a, a rock very far before you hit one of those topics. Just look at the last couple of months. The last two months alone, December and January, massive stories impacting IBM, Red Hat, Microsoft, and others that the, the register will not touch. They know about them. They know they're the biggest stories happening in that entire industry, but they will not touch them because their influence has been bought. That is the purpose of the marketing, not to get new customers, not to get more people aware of their brand. Those are all good things. Those are bonuses. Those are a little extra grave. That's the cherry on top. 
But the purpose for these big tech companies is strictly to buy fully the obedience of journalists and tech news outlets. It is off the charts. I used to do it. I saw it. I still see it happening from every direction, <laughs> from the journalist direction and the marketing direction. I've seen it from both sides. I know exactly what the goal is. And I guarantee you, most of these companies behind closed doors, they're having discussions about can they influence this journalist to say this about them? Can they influence this other journalist to say this about them or to not cover this story? Can we use our influence on this journalist to make him wait before he publishes this story for a while? That's the truth. And I don't know of any sizable tech company that doesn't do this. Now, for little tiny, like two-person startup tech companies, advertising is a very different game. Uh, they, you know, they aren't looking to buy that that influence so much at that level. They're really looking for people to find out that they exist. But when you're talking about the bigger firms, the IBMs and Red Hats and Microsofts and Amazons and VMware and Oracle and everyone else that's in that category, this is what it's all about. They control the tech news narrative. And anyone who tells you otherwise either has not worked in marketing and journalism, I'm telling you straight out, they haven't because they would know, or they're, they're lying to themselves or to you. End of story. There's, there's just no way. Once you've worked in, the, in this industry, once you've worked from the marketing side, you know exactly what's happening here. And so a lot of people will ask me, Lundu, you know, why won't you, you know, take uh, sponsorship from uh, non-tech companies? Like some, I've seen some podcasts get sponsored by credit cards and all sorts of things. Because again, you end up playing seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Does that company do business with Oracle? Most likely. Does that company that processes, you know, credit cards or does real estate transactions, do they do business with Microsoft and Amazon? Probably. And so you very quickly get a one or two step scenario where you're one or two steps away from, from the companies that your publication is there to critically cover. So I simply cannot take advertising dollars, which is why, which is why we, we only do subscriptions at the London Journal. That's why we only handle subscriptions. That's it. And it's a, it's a, it's, it's difficult. And it's, this is why you don't see any other publications doing it. It's very difficult to accomplish, but the results mm -hmm, kind of speak for themselves. If, if you haven't grabbed your subscription yet, go grab your subscription. Go to lunduke.com and click on the links and, and subscribe. Uh, uh, please, please subscribe. Uh, those of you who have, you keep the lights on here, right? Uh, hold on. See that? Lights just went out. Boom. Lights are out now at the Lunduke Journal. That's what happens if people <laughs> subscribe. That was a random thing to do, but the switch was there, so I had to do it. What I would recommend is that you hold people accountable. The, the, the journalists, the editors, the outlets that are specifically covering all of all these big tech companies, hold them accountable. Why are you not covering these topics? Tell us why. Don't tell us that you decided not to. Tell us specifically why you think 
um, you know, these, I mean, cause come on, if you look at the London, what the London journal posted in December and early January, they're huge stories. They're huge groundbreaking, salacious cause a ton of traffic stories. The only re which, which normally these outlets would go for, but the only reason they wouldn't is if they're trying to help those found those companies, you know, it's true. I know it's true. Hold them accountable. Because I truly believe, knowing all these people, that there are some quality journalists out there, but they're compromised. They may not even fully consciously realize it themselves, but they are. So what we need to do is we need to help break a few of them free from that. Because I can't do this all on my own. I can't be the only journalist out there that can effectively spend his time trolling through the IRS records and annual reports for and 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 getting these these massive whistleblower leaks and whatnot for IBM and the Linux Foundation, Mozilla and Wikimedia and everything else. I can't be the only one covering these folks. I can't be the only one. I mean, as much as I want to be the only game in town, if we're really looking at it from the point of view of of what's good for the tech industry, what's good for us as computer users, what's good for us as people who are software developers, what do we need? We need multiple people with multiple viewpoints, Think people that won't agree with me, but who are able to speak critically, to speak truth to power. Because currently we don't have that. Nothing at Wired, Deregister, Verge, ZDNet, any of them. They just don't. And I, I've yet to see a sizable YouTube channel cover the biggest stories of the year. I've yet to see a sizable podcast. I mean, other than the Lunduke Journal, of course, but I've yet to see anyone else cover any of this. I haven't seen it. They can't. So here's, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this lights a little bit of a fire. Uh, I, I This is something that I'm going to keep pushing for a while. I need to write an article about this. I need to post on social media networks about this. I've, I've been poking the register and ZDNet and a few others, and I'm going to keep at it. Because people need to be fully aware that there are significant stories happening that are specifically being kept from the broader tech populace by the tech media, the tech mainstream media, if you will. They're effectively lying to all of us. And it, it is a problem. It is a big problem. So my hope is, if I keep, keep at it, one or two, just one or two, of the good journalists that do work at some of those major outlets will either break free and go independent and can start covering things, which I would fully support and I would put my backing behind them even if they disagreed with me on a lot of topics. I would encourage people to subscribe to them. I would, I would, I would reshare out their content. But there ain't no one. I'm it. Or even better, I would love to see one of the big outlets try and make a concerted effort to, to wean themselves completely off of, off of advertisements and move to a subscription model or something else. I would support that as well. Again, even if they worldview and politically totally disagreed with me, 
I want to see some honesty. I want to see some real damned journalism from someone else but me. And that's not me saying I'm some fancy pants journalist. I'm no crazy good journalist. I'm just simply the only one that's not bought. And that's that's insane. That's insane. That that the guy who likes dad jokes and half the time just wants to write satire pieces is the one that's coming out and doing the actual journalism. It's ridiculous. So if you're out there, and I know those of you who write for a lot of the outlets I've talked about and a few others are watching and listening right now. Get a hold of me. Talk to me about this. I can provide you some help. I can, I can provide you with ideas on how to break free from the control that IBM and Microsoft and Amazon and Oracle and all the other ones have over the content that you write. It's not easy to do. It's hard. But it's worth it. It's worth it.